When I was 16 years old I thought the two coolest things in the world Were skateboarding and music Like playing the guitar And being in a band With a bunch of friends Travel across the land Tell you what Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. We are at number 67. How you doing, Neil? I'm Tom, of course. Neil's somewhere out there. Hey, I'm doing good. Yeah, we're getting closer and closer to that uh, politically insensitive episode. From episode 69, which, you know, is going to require some planning on our part. So it is. Don't be surprised if we put it off to like episode 73. No, no, it'll be 69. I think we've already got some stuff uh, in mind for that. And just so people know, it isn't like we're going to play fucking screwdriver and shit like that. We're not going to play anything like that. It's going to be stuff that's funny. I'm going to play all screwdriver. (laughs) All screwdriver all day. Uh, But it's going to be the original screwdriver, not the racing screwdriver. No, we're going to play funny stuff, but stuff that could not be recorded these days without being thrown out of the scene. Whatever that that even means anymore, the scene. What does that mean? I don't know what it means. I'm pretty sure we're already out of the outs of the scene, and I'm okay (laughs) with it. Actually, I've seen what the scene's become. You know know what the scene is? It's ageist, goddammit. It is. They hate people like me, and they're, 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 they're ist. They're ageist. Everything's something is, right? It is. I'm pissed. You know, <laughs> pissed. There you go. Pissed, P-I-S-T. I like that name. Pissed my so, pants. You know, the, there's a nip in the air, of course. Some oh, God. <laughs> That's not to expect you to go. <laughs> you Betty Hill? What, what are we... <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny thing about Betty Hill, they used to play it on, like, when Fox was first starting out, when I was a kid, when Fox was first starting to establish itself, it had no programming, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so they would play Benny Hill, and my dad always loved Benny Hill. Benny Hill's so amazing. I always have a taste for Benny Hill, too, but the first time I ever saw Bress on like television that I can remember was on a Benny Hill, and it got past the censor, apparently, because, and I remember it was a woman, God, this is pretty bad, right, because it's like 40 years ago, I can still remember it. It was a woman sitting on like a windowsill looking outside, and she just opens up her top, and it got by the American censors for whatever reason, and that was the first time I ever saw Bress on See, thank God for Benny Hill, right? And the last time. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, we can see people getting shot in the eye and stuff like that. But heaven forbid we see a pair of boobs. You know, obviously we got the Me Too movement and all that. And, and, you know, listen, obviously sexual harassment and sexual, you know, assault is not funny. But, man, do we laugh when when Betty Hill would grab a girl's butt and then, like, she would turn around and slap slap little Jackie really hard in the face. Yeah. (laughs) And and then they'd be chasing in fast time with the music playing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I I still get a, a little blood rush to my groin area when I hear yakety sags. Good, good God, good God, man! What does this podcast become? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, last week I vented my spleen, and I, I felt I felt much better after I did it because I was just sort of twenty twenty was starting to get on me. Just you know, this year has been such a crap, such crap, and just sort of you know, it's like every now and then yeah, I sort of have these little mini explosions. And so I <laughs> Keep that to this. yourself. I apologize to those people who have been in my wake when I had those. What? That sounds but, like a uh, fake apology. What are you doing? Oh, listen, it's 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 pretty random. Usually, it just sort of you know so it comes out. But anyway, we're, anyway, we're we're dealing. It's fine. Anyway, yeah, last week we kind of and we had fun playing a bunch of songs that people got sent to us, and we're actually going to do that again. Yeah, we're doing that again today. So we got a second part of the listener bands uh, submissions today. Correct. Yes, but when I said there was a nip in the air, I wasn't actually intending it to be dirty. It was just reminding me that. <laughs> 
It's been, and you are a 14 year old boy, Neil. I was thinking of something completely different as well. So but, go yeah, on. But look at just, it's chill. You know, we started doing this last fall. We're pushing towards our years. Why yep. it was my, what I was going to say. We started what late October? Yeah, we October? yeah, it was like twenty twenty first of October, I think. Yeah, we did our we first started, one. We went to fast. Yep, that's right. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. coming. I mean, I don't know if we actually kept exact. You know, as we did everything so half assed and so from the hip, we never really, you know, we don't really mark much special occasions. I mean, we've been looking forward to episode sixty nine. That's how professional we are. Yes, <laughs> a pair of idiots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, so it looks like we're going to get about 72 episodes in, in the year. I would imagine that's pretty good, right? It is, uh, and it, in minimal burnout after one year, I think. Yeah. And the thing that amazes me still is, you know, we'll put up a show. I mean, we've been putting up, I've been putting up like two or three shows a week over the last couple of weeks and we've got people still writing in saying, you know, I I need something new. I need a new one to listen to. It's like, Jesus. Man, we can't keep up with you guys. I'm putting them up every three days. Um, which reminds me, should we talk about Mark's Spotify playlist? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so yeah, my uh, my good friend Mark, who's like, um, he's played the sixth Beatle, right? Um, <laughs> he's the Florida hippie. Yeah, yeah. He's a hippie, so he probably plays like, uh, like what instrument do you not need? He's like the second drummer, you know, like those stupid jam bands. <laughs> no, he'd be, no, you know what I told him? He's like Stuart Sutcliffe from the Beatles. If, uh, he was what was he? Uh, Stuart Sutcliffe was the original bass player, um, and he died. He had a brain hemorrhage, I believe. He was in. Uh, he went to Hamburg with him, and then he uh, then he he died right after that. So he played bass. What did Paul do? Did Paul play guitar too? Uh, yes, I believe so. In those early days, Stand yeah. There, look handsome. Insane. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, um, he can't be Pete Bass, but he can be Stuart Sutcliffe, which he's fine with because Stu was a Stu was a fine guy. Um, I've actually never met Mark. No, you haven't. That's right. Know, I don't know if I'll ever get the opportunity, but if I do, I'd certainly. Well, maybe, maybe we'll. Maybe, you know yeah. what? Maybe we will have to have a old go down to fest next year there you and go. make fun of it. <laughs> but you'll fit right in with your leg tattoo. The two Grateful Dead songs I know. <laughs> no, he actually he actually emailed me and said, "Okay, so uh, well, the reason we bring him up is because he um he put up." He's created a spot, a, a Spotify, Spotify playlist of uh, of songs that we've played on the show, and we've played over three hundred and fifty songs on the show. So he has he couldn't find all of them, but he's got it's about like he's got about three hundred sixty-eight songs. Like yeah, that? yeah, we've we, we, crazy or some, yeah, and but, it's it's everything that he could get on Spotify. Yeah, which I can tell you, that's amazing. I mean, I'm I'm so glad that he did that because I I can't imagine I would ever be able to do that. Yeah, so I think so, I. Would, lost down a rabbit hole and be like oh now i'm listening to no whatever so so you know he's put yeah so he's put a playlist together of over 300 songs that we've played on the show and uh if you have spotify and stuff yeah you you can look for it if you look up punk till i die i guess you can you can find that and uh that's a probably about three or four days solid worth of music or something so yeah i can't remember what it what it was there's a lot of music uh so so specifically to our friend james down in st louis who wrote and said hey can you share with us the spreadsheet where we yeah. keep track of all of our songs. And we can do that, James, but if you are a Spotify user, you should go to that playlist and save yourself a whole lot of trouble. Yep. If not, write us back. We'll hook you up. Yeah. And one of the cool things is Mark loves, you know, we make fun of him, you know, for listening to the Grateful Dead or whatever, but he listens to all kinds of music. Um, yeah, no, and... I, like I said, I've never met him. I just, I, yeah. it's easier to make fun of people you never met. <laughs> yeah. No ramification. Yeah. But, but he's listening. He says he's listened to a, a shit ton more punk than he ever did. So, you know. 
his wife his wife probably hates us Neil, we started this thing. We just wanted to change the world one listener at a time. That's right. We need to get more people listening to old punk exactly. rock from 40 years ago. That's exactly. important stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've, actually, I think we've been doing pretty good at modern, moderning up a little bit. We have. And, and that's twofold. A, because we we do genuinely try to listen to new music. And B, we just don't have access to the like seventy seven funk stuff as far as as far as guests go. Even though I've been I've been kind of you know my my son's you know does sports, so I spent I've got a lot of time wrapped up in his sports stuff. So I've been pretty busy right now, but I have definitely got a, some new ideas for some people I think would be great on. So we'll uh, they'll always be they'll always be guests. And you know it's funny, Neil. I get people on both sides of the spectrum telling me, oh, I love it when it's just the two of you guys BSing. And then I get other people to say, oh, I love when you have guests. So I, I, I don't know. We'll try to keep a balance. Yeah. I mean, I think a balance is good and a balance of new, you know, people. In, well, we haven't really had any old old geezers on, have we, though? Well, we don't have access to a lot of that. But, but I think we could, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yes, indeed. Harass people. Well, and it, I've been really pleasantly surprised at all the 90s era people that we've had access to so of course you have you know, you <laughs> That's know your so, favorites. So last, last two guests were uh todd cheat who has like a metal sleazy rock and roll background yep. real really nice guy and then dr frank who like comes from a pop punk background but, all, but i thought honestly both great interesting guys but you know totally different ends of the spectrum but yeah great interviews both of them yep. i thought they were both both yeah, really yep, really correct. cool yeah, we've we've had a really good a really good run, you know. I I don't think we've ever had like what I would call a bad interview. We've never had one where it was like, oh god, do we even put that up? You know, mm. it's different. Are different. Some people are more, you know, it's just you know, everybody's got their own own personality. So yeah, I'll tell you what. Let's play a song and get back to this after sure. we play a song. So you want to introduce this one because this one. So one of the cool things about this podcast is we actually have we've spouted up listeners from all over the world, which is crazy to me, but um. This band is from Poland, I believe. Correct, Tom? So you can do the introduction on this one. Well, it's it, it's the band appears to be called AM, capital A, capital M. You can find them on Spotify. The album is like, the album is called BA, letters B and letters A, capital A. And I think it's like name your own price download. So right, it if, is, yep. yep. If you check them out, you know, throw them a couple bucks and check it out. It's all in Polish, so you have no idea what they're talking about. But I think they did something like with lyric videos or something. I don't or know. Them... All I know is there's there's lots of like uh, there's lot yeah there's lots of strange things over the letters and stuff accents and stuff. We had the dude from uh, Rebel Spies on, and I was harassing him about his last name because it was literally like thirty letters long, and it was like a Y. In it. That was it. All the less all the rest were Z's and T's and and P's and stuff, and it definitely feels like that. Um, but yeah, they're called AM. Capital A, Capital M. The, the album is called BA. Like I said, it's on Bandcamp, and it's all in Polish, and it's it's. It looks like, you know, when you look at the graphics and stuff, you think, oh, this is going to be like a hardcore punk band or a grindcore band or something. And it's definitely more of a, like, straight-up punk and hardcore with almost a little bit of that, like, funkiness, like uh, like the Minutemen or something. Okay, yep. But it's it's good stuff. I actually reviewed the album for Punk News, and I've communicated with one of the main guys who I'm not even going to attempt to say his name. I think his name is Jemak. Jemak Zvias, right? Something like that. It's just, it's... Yeah, I think, I don't think you pronounce the P and the R at the beginning. It doesn't is not easy for us to, no. to dig on. But anyway, we like this band and we're happy to play their song. So we're going to play a song from their album BA, and this song is called Pustak. P U S T A K. So anyway, 
I think it's cool that, uh, you know, if, if you want to kind of expand your horizons, seriously, go throw these guys a couple bucks and, uh, you know, help spread the punk gospel in Poland, as it were. So anyway, yeah, this is AM with Pustak. Pushtak by uh, AM, and I'm sure we've horribly uh, mispronounced that, and there's probably Polish people getting all angry right now, but we did the best we could, you know. And actually, we probably picked one of the songs with <laughs> the easiest one to pronounce. That's we, I'm pretty sure you picked that song strictly on yep. the fact that you thought you could pronounce that one, right? Seriously, some of these have got, uh, like, um, accents and stuff over the letters, and just, you know, there's just, like, Zs and Ks and just... I wouldn't even know how to think about pronouncing some of these, you know, S M Y C Z. Clubs are open in Poland. Maybe we should consider going there for a little vacation this year. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. saw. Yeah, we'll just show up in AM's door. We went to punk show and visited several former concentration camps. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Definitely the I spent my summer vacation highlights, huh? So 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 speaking of this, you know, so this this uh, weekend, I think it's tonight actually, as as we record. Obviously, you guys won't hear this for a week or so, but our pals and the cheats are doing an outside show in Erie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which it seemed like a lot of fun. It seemed it seemed it was an outdoor show, and it was like <laughs> it was like get into the show and all the beer you can drink for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. That seems like a pretty damn good deal to me. Like a pretty rough ending to the evening to me, but hey. <laughs> it, uh, Remember when you were a kid, like you go to like when you were young and you really didn't know how to drink at all, and you go to like a wedding reception to be an open bar, and it would always get ugly, right? Uh, yeah. Well. 
Maybe not you, my English friend. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, my but, wedding was a big fight. That was a that was a good story. I'll tell sometime. My brother-in-law and the my brother-in-law and the uh, boyfriend of the maid of honor <laughs> got into a fight. Yep. Excellent. Classic. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, so where were you then, going with that? Where, where were you going with that? Oh yeah, you were talking about the cheats show. And closer to Pittsburgh, it's some little pissant town in in Pennsylvania, but it's like outdoors at a park, and it's like BYOB. It's like five bucks. It's all day bands. I, I have to work. Unfortunately, I'm on call for work next weekend, but I seriously might consider driving out there for that. Otherwise, how long of a drive would that be for you? Personally, no for the bands that we're playing. Mm. If, if you count the cheats, you mm-hmm. know, and the headliner, and then there was a bunch of bands. I. It's seven hours something. It's drive. Jesus. Yeah. But you know, I'm Midwestern. I'm used to driving. But I camped a couple years ago. I told you, I know I've told the story before, but I can't, I went to that camp anarchy. <laughs> uh, warning, not anarchy. <laughs> it was punk and drublick. Yeah. Um, you had to be a millionaire to be able to afford to get punk and drublick over there, honestly. But anyway, uh, I camped next to a couple and then a couple of single guys from pittsburgh and i've remained friends with them of course on social media whatever so i've so i know and they've introduced me some of their friends so i know a lot of these bands i have a and like i said i don't want to overestimate you know it's not like i'm you know i'm not going to help them move or something but we've developed or you know they put out something new they reach out to me and i help them promote it a little bit or whatever so you were like the johnny appleseed of the midwest aren't you yeah pittsburgh ain't the midwest (laughs) okay Midwest, East Coast, how's that? Uh, is, you know, that? That's one thing about that camp anarchy, I must say. It made you realize how kind of interrelated we are. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, we all we were all separated by two or three degrees as far as knowing someone who, you know what I mean, had yeah. with mutual yeah, yeah. friends. And mostly it's like one degree. We each have, a, you know, we have a mutual friend that we didn't know about. So that was, that was actually, that was the coolest part of it actually was like the kind of the fellowship, the hanging out with the other people. Mm-hmm. That was that was better than standing in a rocky field listening to you know the Vandals play one or two old songs and fifty new ones. Well, so is there other like other like bars and places you can drink and stuff like that at that place, or is it? So it's an open. It's like one of those big open air concert venue type places, you know. Okay, and can you I mean, bring it's, it's, can you bring your own beer in there and stuff? Oh, are you talking about the Pittsburgh thing? No, the no the thing that the drinking public yeah, thing. dollars. Okay. Um, but the Pittsburgh thing was BYOB too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I said, it wasn't Pittsburgh. It was some small, but, but I'm like, Oh, that sounds like so much fun. It is, it is too much of a drive, but I tell you what, I'm willing to do that. I think this year. Hmm. Wow. Because Neil, have you been to a show this year? Uh, no, have not. Not in 2020. Not I unless, thought... not unless we count, uh, our, our excursion <laughs> to Logan's port yeah, and with Adam. That restaurant, like, five or six times and there's yeah a lot of times there's a band playing but like i said i don't think that uh you know mediocre journey covers really count as a yeah. as a punk rock experience um i went to a show my wife and i went and saw an irish band when, when uh, was this uh like march 7th or 8th or something oh like okay no oh, around st patrick's okay it was just before everything got shut down mm-hmm. um traditional so, irish or, or uh... i mean who's who's playing traditional irish at this point i can't remember what they're called Hmm. I can't even remember. Man, that's pretty bad. But they're good. We like them. I've seen them more than once, actually. Um, so yeah, we my wife likes that, really likes that kind of music. Um, so that was that was it. And it's unusual that there wasn't any touring in you know, January and February. Usually there's some. 
Well, I missed That's it. Right. I mean, there was a couple of shows I missed because we had so many good ones coming up that I didn't want to go to everything. So I kind of missed Wire and I missed a couple of other things that I could have gone to. And now I regret it. But, you know. All the better shows are going to be canceled, huh? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which I is funny. Which is which is funny. that I did, did we talk about the fact that Sloppy just officially canceled? So, you know, I got my money back at last for those Sloppy tickets. <laughs> Yep, I did too. So yeah, I officially have no, as a matter of fact, I had two sets of tickets from a local club here and I finally broke down and emailed the emailed the manager who I know and said, All right, how we want to do this because this obviously isn't gonna happen. So he's gonna send me a check. And I'm going to go right over to my local record store, which is back open. So Oh, that's cool. Keep that money in the community. I mean I might buy a T shirt from the bar or something. I've I've been I've been doing some of that, buying T shirts from bars and of course been doing discogs, but that doesn't do a lot for my local shops so I'm, I'm starting to get back in the local shops i went to flat black and circular in east lansing when we were over there for our tennis match great old record store you'd like that place yeah i think yeah I, I definitely want to hit that the next time i come up there i definitely want to go there more opened up we'll go well that was the thing when you're up here before it's like all the normal places you take somebody to visit you know the big breweries and the record shops all the stuff was either closed or miserable so but it wasn't that bad you know i threw my mask out when i went in there it, it, it wasn't my favorite thing but it was mm-hmm. better than not record shopping. Yeah, and no, I for sure. Figure the same thing when we come down and see you in Chicago. It's going to be like, you know what? This is not ideal, but it is what it is. And it's better than not record shopping. So, yeah. And the nice thing is, there's so many different record stores that, you know, yep. Lots of, lots of different ones, lots of different selection and stuff like that. And new ones, well, there was new ones opening up all the time, but I don't know if there if they still are, but, you know. But imagine, you know, it's like, like that. Like that club in Milwaukee that I like so much is called the X-Ray Arcade, just outside of Milwaukee. I mean, they literally just just opened up. They got new owners, and I think actually, I'm, I'm thinking we might actually have one of the owners on here at some point. I'd like to talk to one of these club owners. Actually, that would be cool. Actually, yeah, I'd enjoy that. So, so anyway, but they just opened up, and then they had to, cl- you know, they've been open for a year or whatever. I mean, how do you ride that out financially? Right. I don't know. Anyway, so listen, let's play another song, and then I want to. I'm actually gonna. Surprise you with something okay. that we didn't, talk, we didn't talk about in planning. Okay, that's cool. Um, so talking about us having bands or listeners or whatever from all around the world, this next band is from Colombia, I believe. No, they did not send us cocaine to play their song. Uh, maybe, maybe they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the name of the band is Los Candiditos. Yeah, the candidates. Yep. And um, they got better canvas down there than we do up here. Yeah, no, no shit, dude. Oh boy, it gets worse by the day. This thing, doesn't it? Jesus. Um, I'll be glad when the next three months are done. Um, yeah. okay. Um, what is the name of the song, and what do we know about these guys, if anything? The I song forget. Is pesadilla, like quesadilla. Yeah. And we looked it up. It means nightmare, right? Yeah, it means nightmare. Yeah. Yep. So these guys are cool. You know, it's it's another one. You know, obviously you lose. You know, the lyrics are a big part of the music to all of us. But I think you know this band rocks and they they're cool. It seems like so. I don't know. So, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. So, uh, Pesadilla los candidatos. Go, 
Some uh, punk rock from Colombia for you there. So who says we don't educate you with things from around the world? If you don't know where Colombia is, look it up on a map, my friends. Yes. Yeah. If you don't know where Colombia is, buy a package of balloons and fly down there. <laughs> What's the matter with you today? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. You know, it's 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 morning. You know, we're, we're, we're doing our morning thing. I'm it does seem coffee. unusual. Yeah, actually, it does. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, we, we definitely have slowed. You know, obviously, our family obligations slow us down to a certain extent here and there. So I'm in kind of a period right now where I have a little less, less free time, but that's okay because once again, we have, we're not doing as much, you know, if, right. if we're out running around going to shows all the time, we could record three times a week. Yep. And if I had more, you know, if we, if we had more time to do guests, but there, you know, it does take a little bit of legwork to do this. Not every, and not every show is just us, you know, Facebook messaging somebody and say, Hey, you want to come out and talk to a couple more months for an hour or two? <laughs> That's only like 50% of it. Well, let, you know what? Let, let's talk about that a second. So if you had your druthers and could get any guests that you wanted, who would be, who would be the person that you would like? I know you've already got some of them because we've already interviewed some of your favorite yeah. folks, but um, if we could get any, if you had any like star guests that you would like to get on, who would that be? It's funny because I always, you know, especially when the pandemic was really had people locked down, we had access to what I would consider the real solid B punk names. And I still think we do, honestly. You know, I, th I think you mm -hmm. talk about guys like Dr. Frank that we just had on and BA and guys and guys like that, you know, from the from the bigger bands. I think those are real solid like B punk guys. But we've never had access to what I would call the A punk bands, the headliners, the big festival headliners, you know, right. drop 
Dropkick Murphys, uh, Rancid, like that. I bet Lars like, would actually come on if we the had a way of... Offspring. I mean, I don't really need to talk to the Offspring. No, but they're you know, no. but they're at that. But you know, by the same token, if their publicist calls us up and say, because we do get called from or get messages from publicists sometimes, which is awesome that people are reaching out to us and say, hey, can you have this big name, bigger name? And I'm like, yeah, sure, definitely. Um, saves us a lot of trouble. Um, but I think for me, I don't know that there's much there for me for that level of band. I mean, I guess ultimately I'd love to have like a Mike Ness, but I don't know that he'd be a good interview. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I the, don't know whether he would. Wrestling, the other one I'm wrestling with, cause I, I think there's a reasonable chance that we could get him is Ben Weasel. So I'm a huge screeching weasel fan, but once again, he's notoriously combative um, the things I want to ask him about being a longtime fan, I think he would be not real thrilled about. Yeah, he so might. He might be so fine. He of, might be fine though, because we wouldn't be confrontational. Because we're we probably have a lot of the same. But but I really want to. I, I, but I, what I really want to ask him about is is kind of a lot of his relate. See, this is not what he wants to talk about. His relationship with his former band members. Mm. And I just don't think he'd be real open to it. I mean, what, what am I going to do? Sit there and stroke him about how great his new album is? Well, yeah, you probably you would, know, I'm actually. Get into stuff. <laughs> and, then, and we get into some stuff. You know, we, we I, I think we do a kind of a non-traditional review or uh, interview. And I think we've been, I, I mean, I definitely think we've developed some patterns now because we've done enough of them that there's certain things that we always are kind of our go-to things. But I don't think it's the same thing as everybody else is necessarily asking, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, it's not just like, uh, tell us about your new album. That kind of thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, well, oh, well, no, but just you know, open your mind. Who, who, who would you like to get if you, if, if we could get anybody? Who would, who would, would, would it be Mike Nass? Would that be your yeah, top I think list? He'd probably, be, he'd probably be the top for me. Okay. The, see, the, the, there's the other people that I think would be great. I think are within reach for us. Hmm. So I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, you know, all the Ramones are dead, but I mean, you know, with a little creativeness, we might be able to get like a CJ or. You know, yeah. or Rich or something, right? Even yeah. though CJ, I think, is the only living Ramon that we haven't talked trash about. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true enough. I, don't want to work. I mean, I mean, it would be if Marky's publicist called right now and wanted to have him on. I'd be like, uh, yeah, that'd be great. But I'd be, of course, I don't know. Yeah, that, no, that would read. be interesting. We know, we know we can't read and write. We can assume that he doesn't listen to podcasts either. Yeah, true enough. Um, I think this listens, this listens to dust and Richard Hell and the Voidoids, his own his first <laughs> first albums. Yeah, I think I think mine would be um mine would be Jake Burns. I think I think Jake Burns would be of stiff little See, fingers. I, I think that would be a really good interview. See, I think that I I don't know that that would be out of the realm of possibility. Would you do you have any contacts there, or if any if any of our listeners have any contacts to Jake Burns or any you know one degree of separation kind of thing with Jake Burns, man, we'd love to hear it because man, I think we could do a great interview with that. Doesn't he own a bar? He does. Why don't you just go drink there and harass him every day? <laughs> no, it doesn't mean just doesn't mean because he owns it that he hangs out in it. Sure, he does. He's <laughs> drinking he? behind the bar. Okay, he's lying behind the bar. Um, no, but I think we could. I think that would be a really interesting interview because I mean I've been a huge fan since you know seventy nine or whatever, and uh, I think I'd have some. Uh, I think he'd be really open and i think we could have some really interesting questions and get some good stuff out of him so i think that would be a really good interview that would be my number one you know you know who else i'd like to add to my my list real Who's quick that? i'm sure you got a number two so i'm gonna go wayne kramer the guitar player from the mc5 oh. who's still running around okay um i read his book and i was just i love i thought his book was so great and you know he's he's but you he's got a real interesting life and i'm you know i love all the old michigan 
punk band. So yeah, yes, had Wayne Kramer was. I see. I wonder if he's. I don't know. Is he's? He might be within the realm of possibility, but I don't have a a contact. You know, I don't think there's most. You get to the Wayne Kramer si- size. I assume you're a not running your own Facebook page and b just not answering every unsolicited request for your time. It's not like his, I, it's not like his name is out there all the time now yeah, anymore, right? Yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm lionizing him too much. Yeah, I mean but, a lot of a lot of people a lot of people listening right now probably don't even know who he is. Oh, sorry. Wayne Kramer was the lead guitar player for the MC5, or mm-hmm. like proto punk band from D- Detroit. Yeah. A late mid late sixties. So when you said Wayne, I thought you were gonna go Wayne County. From... Now is he she still alive? Oh yeah, Wayne County's still alive. Yeah, or oh, Jane County, I should say now. Jane right? County. I was yeah. gonna say I don't know what is his yeah. or her. I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm really not trying to be politically incorrect. I swear I don't know what the current situation is. Um, but I think she'd have some incredible stories from those. I mean, saying, she, I mean, she saying, goes saying she, she. So the the Jane County was the was the final. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, for sure. Um, I mean, she, she goes. Yeah, all... I, I love some of those songs, man. Well, she goes all the way back to Warhol, for God's sakes. So she'd be going back to the Velvet Underground and shit like that, and then goes through the punk years and she, this, you know. She's got a song that would be great for episode number sixty-nine. What the? If you don't want to fuck me, baby, fuck off. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, she has a lot of them actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think that would that would be a really fascinating interview. That's assuming she can remember shit that happened back then you know yeah i don't know i don't know a ton about her but i uh like i said i got a couple of a couple of albums that i like mm-hmm. hey look i want you i want you to hold on to the jake burns thing okay okay leave a little mark in your heart for jake burns and let's play another song okay okay um up next we have a british band called year zero um they're from the, I think they're from the Midlands, I believe. A regular listener of ours, regular commenter listener, uh, was it Chris? Chris, Chris Hodgkins. Yeah, good old Chris. I think he plays in this band, right? Plays bass or something? Mm-hmm. He does. And yeah, they have an EP. Cool. They're, they're yeah. classic, classic punk, classic style punk band. Definitely, I would say, up our alley. Yeah, definitely. Um, so they have an EP called Heart Shaped Bullets. And um, we're going to play uh, the title track. So this is Year Zero with Heart-Shaped Bullets.
There. Let me you know, let me get this. Let me get this. There you have it. Hurt sheep. <laughs> I mean, zero. <laughs> Year zero my, coming at you. My impression of Neil's impression of a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm only drinking coffee this morning, pal. Only coffee. Yeah, I'm drinking I'm drinking grapefruit juice and there's not anything in it, so you know it's shit, it's ten o'clock in the morning. What are we gonna do? There you go. Yeah. I know it's Saturday, but can't be drinking this early. Well, the reason I had you hold on to Jake Burns. Yes, holding on to Jake Burns. Holding on, holding on to Jake Burns. Um, so some of these bands are figuring out ways to play shows now. Oh, and I know, in, I know where you're going. Okay. In the greater Chicago area, they've set up, I think, I think at two different locations, and neither of them are in the city, of course. Essentially, drive-in movie theaters. Yep. And they're starting to do shows at these things. And there's one that's caught my eye, and and we haven't really discussed this, so I'm actually totally putting you on the spot here, which I love. Um, but one of the one of them that looks really interesting to me, so Pegboy was supposed to be doing a bunch of 30th anniversary shows. I assume for their Strong Reaction album, because I think they're actually a little older than that. But I guess I'm not positive. Um but they're doing, and one of them they're doing out in the outskirts at a drive-in movie theater show. So I have I have real mixed thoughts about this, and I'm sure you do too. But my 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 main thought is, you know, we used to go to big shows at like the amphitheaters all the time. You know, the outdoor amphitheaters. I know you still do too, because I know you went and saw Morrissey and whatnot, where you're not very close, and it's you know you're sort of watching music from a half mile away. Right, so right. it's not like I've never done that, and I still like under a you know on special occasion might be might do that. But it is kind of weird when you're talking about what's essentially a club band, you know, a small club band, really, right? Yeah. And you're going to be watching them like you'd watch Morrissey or Rush or something. So I'm sort of interested in this because a I haven't been to a show except for you know. Bad journey covers on the deck at a restaurant. And <laughs> yeah, he says this is the definitive, you know, kind of event of 2020. And as much as I just want to ignore 2020, and make it go away, and start 2021, I, you know, part of me wants to participate and maybe write a review and just sort of immortalize the what 2020 was. So, what are your what are your thoughts on these these concerts? Are you just you just gonna be a grouchy old man, unwilling to participate, or you think this is something we try to dip our dip our clothes into? I don't know. I mean, the whole concept is just weird. So this is um, and I have a friend who's going to one of these actually next week. I think he's going to see Jeff Tweedy somewhere. So what it is is you yeah. So, it's, so, so here's the thing with Jeff Tweedy though, that's gonna be if you go see Jeff Tweedy in a club or it's probably more like a theater, right? where he would typically play. Yeah. You're going to be sitting down anyway. There's not anything particularly, there's no particular physical element to a Jeff Tweedy show. Right. It's not like a punk show where the, the smells and the sights and you might get in the pit and you're smashing up against one another. You know, it's, it's a dip. So I think that is a pretty easy translation, honestly. I mean, so, but anyway, sorry. so no, it, I mean, it's, but it's just weird though, right? So a bunch of you pile into a car, you yep. drive, you drive to an outdoor stadium. Yeah. Um, and they charge you, it's not by the person, right? They, they charge yeah. you by the car, and you're allowed four people in a car or something like that. Yeah, and I then you... If you need to. And then you drive into, like, they have, like, parking spots or whatever, right? And then you sit there, and you're not allowed to leave your car. I mean, how how does, well, whole, how does it work? You can have chairs outside your car. Oh, you can? Just stay in, like, your spot. Are you sure? That That's what I was looking at. It looked like to me. Because, yeah, sitting in the car the whole time doesn't... I don't know if that works for me. Right. I mean, that's why I was kind of weirded out by the no, whole thing. You, so. I, I look, I've been doing a little bit of research. It looks like you can like put chairs by the side of the car. Okay. 
Because I know if you got a flatbed truck or something, you can sit in the back of the truck or something. But I thought that you had to... Oh, this is so weird. This is weird, man. You know where this is? It's right by my old girlfriend's parents' house. <laughs> well, we stop by when we were drunk afterwards. <laughs> I, I know. Holy shit! I know exactly where this is. Yeah, they lived on they lived on sixty fourth, and this is just this is like. Well, good people, uh, have them cook some stuff up for us. We'll go over there. Yeah. <laughs> so this is actually a new stadium. So this is the stadium they built especially for the Chicago Fire, who were the major league soccer team in Chicago. Um, so it's way on the south side. What's that? It's the parking lot. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it, it's a nice little stadium too. Um, and they have like swap meets and stuff in the parking lot. So I guess they're putting up a stage or something there, right? So screens. I think they're doing movies. So I assume they'll put the bands on the big screen as well as on the stage for the people in the cheap seats in the back. So that's what I was gonna say. So if you so okay, so you say you can have a chair outside the car or whatever. Because I was gonna say if you're inside the car, how are you even hearing it? Is there an app or something, and then you can broadcast well, live I, on the I, app? Out enough that you can hear it with your windows down or they like a movie theater, they broadcast on like an FM signal. Yeah. Yeah. I know they have a metal fest here once every year in this, really? in this place. Yeah. 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 Um, the park. yeah. Some of those newer metal bands Ugh. and stuff. And then you might have like a, some kind of lineup from black Sabbath or something. Um, so anyway, so this show, right. So the reason you even brought it up because you haven't, you haven't done full circle yet is because Jake Burns is playing, right? Yes. I wonder what he does solo. Have you ever seen him solo? No, never. I wonder if he plays acoustic or if he, because half, because at least one of his band members is still English. So I assume putting stiff little fingers back together to play right now is difficult. Um, players English, right? Um, well, well, the, what's the original? I mean, it's the original bass player. It's Ali McMorty. Um, or, I'm sorry, Irish. I'm sorry, Irish. Irish yeah. Um, English, Irish. You know, those of us over here, Neil, we really don't care. You're <laughs> the same does. So yeah, I mean, I assume, I assume. Well, you might be right. I I don't know where they all live these days. I mean, I know Jake lives here, but the rest well, of the I band. I just, it's only the two originals. That's why I wonder. Maybe maybe they're all in, are Irish, or maybe I, I kind of I guess assume that the other guys were maybe American, but maybe I shouldn't assume that. I have no idea. I mean, the drummer might be. I think the guitarist has been with them since like 1990 or something. So even though it's not the, one of the original guys, he's still been in the band for like 30 years. You know, so, but anyway, so it's uh, Pegboy, we're doing their 30th anniversary show, um, Local H, who I don't really know anything about. It's, it's interesting because they actually had a huge radio hit in the late 90s. They did? Yeah, I, I didn't realize they were from Chicago, actually. Why have I never heard of them? Um, um, so, but they were they were more like what I would, I would call more like grunge. I wouldn't really call them, they're, they're not a punk band. Okay. So, yeah. But, so, but it's, I've never seen them. I, I mean, it's sort of, I, I don't, I don't hate the idea of them playing i mean they better not play for more than 45 minutes so yeah so we got well we'll see this well this goes for six hours right from five till 11 um so we got peg boy local h jake burns and the ball weevils another chicago chicago band so uh you know it, it sounds interesting and now i know exactly where it was i thought it was somewhere else i thought it was tinley park which is a life Bridge, lifetime oh, Bridge, view or something like that yeah yeah it's right by yeah it's basically harlem and uh Harlem in 65th. Um, yeah, like I said, I actually, <laughs> turns out it's I know the area to, very well. It's close to an hour from your house. Um, yes, that is, like about, that is about right. Like Google stuff, yeah. So. yeah. Well, my thought being, you know, we haven't, you know, I haven't been to Chicago this year, obviously. Um, you came up here once, but, you know, we've been looking for an excuse to come down. And I just, you know, other than just doing it, which is fine too, just to hang out, I don't know what other 
event's going to, you know, in this year, I don't know what other event there is. So I'm actually trying to talk my buddy into my buddy, Scott, who travels with me a lot into doing that. And our friend who lives down in Southern Illinois or central Illinois, talking to him into coming up and maybe this is it. Maybe this is all we get this year, you know? So would you guys stay with me? Uh, I mean, yeah, fine. It's fine. Probably. Well, now we're getting to the nuts and bolts of it, but if Scott comes up with me, we would probably stay in Skogie at a hotel and let our destitute friend crash with you if you're comfortable with that <laughs> of course you don't know him at all so you'd have a stranger in your i mean we, we know each other we actually know each other pretty well but we've never actually met you know right. physically met. Right. just because it's less of a burden for scott and i to do that than our single father friend so yeah that, that i thought so yeah now we've gone over our entire plans and i've put you on the spot but anyway i I, I want you to think about it, and I don't need you to say yes or no right now. But yes, I'm harassing you in front of however many people are listening right now. So do we know, do we know how much it is? Not that that's a big deal. I'm just saying. Oh, the it... first five rows were a little more. It, it would end up being like thirty-five bucks a piece, which is a lot of money. But um, you got to imagine it's such a small crowd. You know what I mean? It, 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 even though you're all spread out, so because I, I think I'd want to pay the upgrade for the front five rows. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. See better. Plus, once you get there, I'm sure they're going to, you know, you're going to be a trapped audience. They're not going to they're not going to give the beers away once you get there. Though I am I am curious how they keep people from sneaking things in. Well, yeah, I mean, how the hell, I mean, when we went to that camp anarchy, once again, no anarchy. They dude, they went through your cars like you were trying to smuggle drugs into from Mexico. For real? Oh, yeah. Good but, god. That being said, if there's ever an advantage to being like a more, I mean, compared to this crowd, Scott and I were obviously older, more respectable looking yeah. dudes. Yeah, yeah. They pretty much waved us right in. But the funniest thing about that, and we better play another song, but the funniest thing about that, you weren't allowed to bring beer in. That is so, so freaking weird. Go talk about anarchy. <laughs> it was anarchy. And it was hashtag anarchy. Uh, it, they, and people were trying to bring beer in, and they were not letting them throw in. So people were just throwing their cases of beer, like, in the lanes between where the cars were coming through, it was just like this big open field. So Scott and I and a few other enterprising people were literally just slamming other people's beers. Excellent. That they were banning them. By the time we got parked, we could barely park. Good times, man. Good times. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So we got another friend. He's in California, and I can't remember the town. I don't know if it's Southern California or what, but his name is Steve. Steve Ward. He writes to us all the time, and he sent us some seven inches and stuff, and definitely a friend of the show. And he put out a couple of records about 10 years ago. So I don't know if any of these bands are even around anymore. But um, we're going to play a couple of his bands, probably sort of back-to-back. Okay. So who's first? So there's two bands. One is called plays pretty for baby which I, I, I guess i don't know for sure but i wonder if that's because one of the nation of, you know nation of ulysses do you remember them no nation they of were domination a, well nation of ulysses was a i know like a dc band i think their albums are on discord oh yeah okay i remember yeah i've heard of them yeah their album, i think their second album was called plays pretty for baby so i don't know if that's a but i don't know if i'm missing something if that's from a movie or something i don't, I don't know i can't but anyway yeah the First band is called Plays Pretty for Baby. What's the name of that song, Neil? I can't remember. Uh, the name of the song is Wounded Knees. Wounded Knees. And then let's go back to back and play the uh, the B side of that 7-inch. So this is a split 7-inch. Like I said, it came out about 10 years ago. One side was Plays Pretty for Baby. The other side was called Tokyo 
Sex Destruction. What was the name of that song, Neil? Tokyo Sex Destruction was uh, Your Best Friend is Dead. I remember I, yeah, I that's happy. the songs and picked the ones that I thought were... And, and the, 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 so, these songs are definitely a little weird. Um, so the two seven inches that, he, that Steve sent us, this was definitely the more traditional sort of punk one. The other one was really weird. It had like some Mongolian folk music on one side or something and some... It was crazy, crazy stuff, very ec- eclectic stuff. So this one definitely sticks more with the punk script. So actually, back-to-back, we're going to play Place Pretty for Baby and Tokyo Sex Destruction. <laughs>
you go. Two for the price of one. First was play pretty, plays pretty for baby, and then was Tokyo was the song, Sex. Say the song. Say the song names again, Neil. Uh, play pretty for baby was wounded knees. That's right. Uh, and Tokyo Sex Destruction song was called Your Friend. Your best friend is dead, which nice. is pretty unhappy, right there. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thanks for that. That no, that's that that that's that single you gave me. That's like weird, weird like splatter vinyl, right? I remember you said you had trouble with one of them. Yeah, it wouldn't play. Yeah, both of mine played. Um, it's like it's like where the splatter was, uh, where the ink things were. It would like skip over those. So, I've I've had more and more trouble with records skipping. I wonder if I need a new needle or something, or if I need to clean my needle, or if I. I might have to get a record cleaner, I think. Um, well, how about this? So someone else asked me this last week. Actually, we got an email about it or someone wrote in. I think it was Chris, actually. Chris Hodgkins asked me about it. So there's a, there's a few reasons why records skip, right? Yeah, the record might be dirty. Yep. Or, yeah, you need you might need a new a new um, stylus. Or, um, I don't know, does your turntable, is your is your turntable arm weighted? Like, can you can you adjust the weight on it? Is there a counterbalance on it? Uh think i can no i i got a pretty just pretty standard sony turntable it's not okay see see mine does mine does mine has a counterbalance thing on it so you know you're supposed to you're supposed to dial it in to a pretty specific weight and that will be on the turntable in the in the instruction guide and stuff so um i actually bought I actually bought this little uh, thing that will show you exactly the weight on your on your needle and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm kind of a nerd about well, that I shit. Your, I know your stylus costs more than my turntable. So yes, the last one I bought. Yeah, so that's another reason why I wanted to make sure that if I'm paying for that, I'm getting the best quality I can out of this thing. Sure. So I actually bought this little this little uh, scale, which tells you exactly the weight and see if it's where it's supposed to be. So, but that is a reason because if there's not enough weight on the needle, then records are going to skip. Makes sense, right? Yep. If there's too much weight on the needle, it's going to dig the crap out of them. Yep, exactly. So you want to have it, you know, if if you if you value it. And that's one of the reasons why you don't buy those cheap fucking record players at uh, Urban Outfitters and shit like that. Who makes those? Crossley. Make those Crossley. like $89 record players, right? And then, um, $89 plus a CD player and, a, and the AM FM radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then people wonder why it sounds, you know, they put these I like just, nice I, I albums it. on tempting. it. Those little suitcase record players are really cool. They look they, cool, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they. You don't. That's not a long-term solution. No, and they'll dig. They'll they'll fucking ruin your albums. Is what they'll do. Because like you said, the needles will just gouge. And, the... and records are expensive. You know, I mean, if you, you're buying thirty-dollar Post Malone records, you don't want to put it on a ninety-dollar, <laughs> ninety-dollar record player. <laughs> who's who's fine? Who do you know that's buying these Post Malone albums, buddy? <laughs> My daughter. She's oh, okay. Cool. Gotcha. All right. Well, I won't make Maybe fun of it then. She's nineteen years old. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um. But so yeah. I so. I fully formed, Neil. So that's so that's a re- so that it's funny that so people always think yeah vinyl sounds better and then you'll get you know people writing into and Facebook page and stuff saying well this this vinyl doesn't sound any better my CD player sounds sounds better than this and then you'll find out they bought like a sixty sixty dollar record player from like an Urban Outfitters <laughs> and it's like well, well no shit it doesn't sound any good a really good stereo and a really good CD player I still think dynamically you probably get a little better sound out of a CD it's just a more of a preference thing than it is a sound quality thing if you have high quality equipment you know? Nah, i disagree 100 percent on that one because well but it's like but i said it's it's actually a preference i i, I think but it it doesn't matter it well, doesn't, no, you know no but i'll tell you the reason i'll tell you the reason because when they master for cd they cut out the very highs and the very lows and you it don't did. and that shit isn't cut out on vinyl well it is now but 
Eh. Well, it depends. With the, well, yeah, it depends. It depends on how you're mastering the vinyl and stuff, right? But right. um, I mean, I've got old records that just sound fucking amazing. I mean, some of my, some of my best sounding records are records from the uh, '60s, which is crazy, because I don't know, just the recording techniques uh, back then. You got, you got anything cool lately? Um, have I bought anything? Actually, I've been pretty good recently. Um, uh, uh, vinyl wise, uh, I got it. Oh, I got. You got me on a kick, um, because you bought that Joe Jackson uh, repress, right? When we were in Logansport, so I did some digging and found. So the second Joe Jackson album, I'm the man. Um, there's this record label called Intervention Records. Okay. They they do super super high end um, remastering, only from the original like analog master tapes and shit like that. And they also do a great job with the covers. They go to some place in California and get the covers like professionally remastered and stuff on the original material and shit like that. So I got this Intervention Records remaster of the second Joe Jackson album, and it does sound absolutely incredible. It sounds fantastic. So that's one thing I have bought recently. And um, I think I got a Bomb Pops album, and I think I got the new Pretenders album. That's mm. the that's the vinyl that I bought recently. And I've got like three things I'm waiting for. Because as normal, USPS is fucking me over. Stop, stop. <laughs> what, do you work so, for them now? So, <laughs> they, though they have spies, they monitor us. The reason you don't get your stuff is because you talk bad about them. <laughs> okay. So I uh, I went to, was it last Saturday? Yeah, we, I had to go to uh, Lansing for a, or Holt, which is just outside of Lansing for a tennis match. So when it was done, I looked over at my wife and said, hey, we're already way over here. Do you mind if I go to Flat Black and Circular? And she's like, nah, it's fine. So we went into East Lansing, which of course where Michigan State is. It's a big, you know, college town. But there's an old school record store. I know well, hold on a second. Let before. me ask you about that. So are, all the, the are, are the students there, or are the students not there? I can't tell. There's students there, and they're okay. doing that thing where you're supposed to wear a mask indoor and outdoor. And, okay. You know, like, I, I mean, I wore it when I went to the record store. I did not wear it walking around outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I picked up. I picked up a couple of things. I actually, I actually was really. I actually am going to drive back over there for one thing, because what else am I doing? How far of a drive is shows. that? How far? It's, how... it's an hour ten, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. But it, you know, if it's a nice day like today, now today I got plans, but a nice, you know, a nice sunny Saturday, mm-hmm. even if it's it's a little too cool to really hang outside, but you're not doing anything else. If I can talk one of the kids into taking a little road trip with me, like, I'll take you to lunch. You know, go over there because they actually had a bunch more stuff I wanted there. He's kind of they always have a nice selection of stuff. I like the store, but yeah, it's called Flat Black and Circular. It's in East Lansing. And I, they always have a lot of meat men stuff. I think Pritesco still brings it over there by hand, honestly. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I mean, he's friendly with them. And uh, so this time I bought, last time I was there, I bought the War of the Superbikes, the original 12-inch from mid-'80s. Um, and, and this time I bought uh, the War of the Superbikes 2, which was the 10-inch that came out like 10 years later, like in the mid-'90s. So those both I'm original, sure that's original presses? Or? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Well, no, 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 not the not the original War of the Superbikes twelve inch. Okay. Was not. Okay. Um, but I mean, you, 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 the War of the Superbikes two has the famous Morrissey Must Die on it. Yep. And and a great song called Caucasian Guilt, and you know, just it's it's great, it's great, it's a great album. It's, it's ten song, ten inch. Um, so I picked that up, and I picked up a bunch of. I picked up another uh, State seven inch. We've played State before. Great early uh ann arbor hardcore band early that was one of our man that was one of our first yeah um, like our very first shows it just came to my attention that that's a guy that's the type of guy we should try i want to try getting some of those older school guys on yeah and so preston the singer from state is on my radar i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out to him here um 
great great band powerful powerful hardcore punk band um and then uh i bought some you know a some a great Detroit punk band I like called Bad Assets. I picked up one of their seven inch. I picked up a couple of seven inches from a Kalamazoo band that I was really friendly with that I for some reason never bought these from them. Uh, one of them was on Pirates Press actually. A band called the Hex Bombs. Great like street punk. I band remember that. Kalamazoo. Yeah, Hex Bombs. Yeah, I remember. So those. yeah, I I actually had a really I really felt like I scored. I really picked up some cool stuff. I you know I I didn't spend a ton of dough. I actually left a lot of stuff sitting there that I wanted, and part of me was like, eh, be an excuse to come back. So. So yeah, I, I, and and the other thing I, I bought up Discogs is I've been buying. I just completed this three seven inch set from a band that I really like from Florida called Pink Lincolns. Kind of I remember 90s, them. Yeah, I remember Pink Lincolns. Band. Great yeah. band, great snotty punk band, and they put out this series of three seven inches. They were called Sumo Fumes One, Sumo Fumes Two, and Sumo Fumes Three, and they had weird covers on them like Oh Bondage Up Yours and Pretty in Pink by the you know just all these weird covers and stuff and it was it was cool so yeah that, that's my that's my final that was sumo fumes okay i'm looking at that right now no it's good they're, they're real cool like i said it's a great band they're back from the pink room and suck and bloat and they had like three albums in a row that were just terrific so headache appears to be the other one headache's pretty good but that's yeah. not the one i was thinking oh, pure of. swank pure swank that's the other one okay Unstick. one of them that, that suck and bloat album iggy pop actually did the cover art for it which mm. is kind of weird okay Reissued on Rad Girlfriend on Pink Vinyl. Anyway. The Meat Men wore the Superbikes too. Yeah. The first song is, is Morrissey Must Die, which actually Morrissey got a kick out of, so we can't yes. think that's funny. The it is kind of funny because it's like, Morrissey Must Die, and then the last line is like, he's not a happy guy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty funny stuff. I'll we'll to play that sometime. And then it's got the classic blowjobs ain't cheating. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> there was a bunch. I mean, like the song like the song at the end is called Caucasian Guilt, and it's, it's just like this drum cadence and it's got uh bianca bianca butthole who's no longer with us uh from blowtorch betty or betty blowtorch that we played before yeah yeah we great, played them. Yeah. great female like uh not exactly punk but sort of punky band uh but it's just her yelling over this like drum cadence it's really it's really good stuff so that's it's interesting because cool, because that 10 totally inch that you've got the 10 inch you've got it's only got 10 songs on it right and yep. the original cd has got like 19 songs on it yeah but the original cd has the entire both entire albums oh okay it's got or both war of the superbikes so i actually have gotcha. the cd too so I, it's got I see. all of the yeah, yeah. both albums on it. yeah so yeah you know finally you got to go each album individually oh it's got a, it's got covers on that it's got uh, what's this shit called love written by the pagans originally right it's got a cover Which of that it says it's on um the original yeah yeah, yeah. the original war of the superbikes one yeah. of the great, not as good as the Pagans version, but a great, great cover. And yeah. as a matter of fact, I definitely heard the Meat Men version, and that made me go look up the Pagans version. Isn't that great when like the punk bands play older punk band songs, and then you go back and like, oh my gosh, the original is so good. Yeah. You wonder if people still do that. Yeah. Yeah, they do, to a certain extent. You'd hope so. Yeah. It's like that Teen Bottle Rocket album that had all those weird, like, obscure punk covers you know like they did the varsity weirdos and i'm like man that varsity weirdo song is cool so i went back and bought the varsity weirdos thing with that oh you did that's cool it's cool it's cool stuff yeah so anyway oh, hey, all right let's play another song this, okay. this is going to be our final steve ward entry for the day and this was his old band and this band was called triple a not to be confused with against all authority from florida but rather the word triple and the word a and this is sort of a ska punk thing. And I listened to the EP and I like I like this track. I actually like the whole album quite a bit. But hold on to the ska punk thing, Neil. Gotcha. Keep your, we'll keep do. Your punk because we'll touch on that when we get back. Okay. When okay. we get back. And what's we'll this? Back from our break. 
Well, this is triple A. I don't remember which song I picked out. Prisoners. Prisoners. Yep. Triple okay. A. Prisoners. So what, what, were you, so, what were you going to say about it? Um, we actually got a letter from a guy who writes to us pretty regularly, Josh in Iowa. And he kind of took us to task, not not like in a heavy way. You know, he, he's we have a real friendly relationship with the guy, obviously, about our, like, sort of waving off of third wave ska. Yes, of course, because so it's terrible. It was a third, a third wave ska. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, it wasn't our movement. I was fooled when it came to get into it. It was a gateway for a lot of people, though, to get them into punk. Mm-hmm. I, I'm quoting punk. Um, but I just don't particularly like punk with horns. Well, hold on. Well, that depends, right? I mean, you like X-Ray Specs, right? And I really don't like First Wave either of Ska. I like some songs, but it's not something I listen to. Hmm. But I like thrash metal, and you don't. You know, I like the, right. the more aggressive side of things. Right. I'm on a huge thrash kick right now because all these punk bands are such a bunch of wimps. True, true. Yeah, I get that completely. Ideologically yeah. and musically, <laughs> bunch of pussies. Yep. But he, but he, I mean, he asks, he asks, right? He says, uh, "I don't, I do not have it up. Do you want to?" Yeah. Read he says, uh, "He says now for the hot take. I'm sure we will get a few snarks on this one, especially from the Englishman. That's <laughs> ah, me. Um, Englishman. He, he was, I was a band geek in high school." Um, yep. Which probably is why he likes horns and stuff, right? It is funny because that is a, an entry point, I think, for a lot of those kids. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you're not going to, like, get into Gorilla Biscuits playing a tromboner or something, right? right? But if but if you, you see, like, Less Than Jake, you're like, hey, I could do that. I could do that. Yeah, I could be cool. 
yeah. Um, he says his uh, his deep dive into punk started with ska and ska adjacent bands. Um, do do a dive. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as that's not where it stops. Yeah. He says, I would like to ha- hear more of the why on the hating of the third wave of Ska. I agree with the past comments on most having such a goofy aspect to what they do that it seems they don't even take it seriously. But I don't think you should discount a whole subgenre because of it. Oh, you don't think that, huh? Well, uh, we do. So what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Uh, and, that's the, and that's the reason why I don't take it seriously is because, um, I mean, I grew up in 79 with you know the specials and madness and the selector and stuff like that and that was a very it came right out of punk i mean a lot of the skinheads went directly into it and then there was the mod thing as well but it had a very street feel to it and it was real i mean the specials were singing about shit that was really happening and and so were the other bands and i just don't feel i just don't feel that from this third wave stuff I just Seems see felt more felt more safe and suburban, didn't it? Yeah, it's very it's very California. I mean, this guy, and you well, know, it's and not, it's not though because it was all over. You know, the slackers from New York and Mustard Plug from Grand Rapids, and you know, Suicide Machines from Detroit. It, it, I don't think it was is true. You know, yeah, geographically, I don't think it was. You know, limited, but yeah, it, it, I mean, as a like, you know, it's one of those things. I, I actually have come to appreciate it more over the years, especially a year like twenty twenty, where it's like. You know, maybe I'm not in the mood to listen to, you know, uh, Dave Dichter scream about, you know, cops searching his locker in high school. Maybe I maybe I need to listen to something that's a little more upbeat. So, like I said, I, I really like the new Suicide Machines album. It's a very, the theme, the, you know, the things they're singing about are very much things that I can relate to at 47 years old, you know. Um but and I and I've come to appreciate you know my local band Mustard Plug you know I, I I just I've seen them a lot and they're fun I don't listen to them at home but I think they're a fun band I like I like to listen but it is you know it's it's just not my not my thing you know I I, I don't I, I hate to be accused of you know you know you swiping away the whole genre because I do like some songs it's mm-hmm. just not my thing you know yeah I just generally don't like horns and punk that being said like like against all authority from florida that triple a that we mentioned earlier i liked them and they were a hostile punk band and i know some people feel the same way about like leftover crack and like it but i never got into them but. yeah um I, I, punk. I mean i don't mind ones i like hepcat people that have like an, an original you know, like traditional style right yeah yeah exactly i like that more traditional style stuff um people who seem to be taking it seriously i like um but yeah, I mean, a lot of the goofy, the goofy shit, like less than Jake. I'm just thinking, fuck off. They look, they look like, hey, hey, the specials always look great. And less than Jake just look like fucking goofy idiots. They look like, like Rastafari hippies, don't they? Shorts. And yeah, they, they look like hippies. They look like, like hippies yeah, on stage. Guys, exactly. Like that classic photo from like 25 years ago where the guy's wearing like the cat and the hat. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 See, but they had some great, you know, did you ever hear like the, she's going to break soon? I mean, they had some great like punk rock songs yeah and then like, don't get me started on some of those like scar crossover bands like fucking leftover crack and that kind of stupid shit yeah, I never could get into them you know i remember I had i had a kid look at me straight faced and i was probably like 30 at the time it was many many years ago and he was like 20 and we were having a pretty good conversation about punk rock and the guy the kid was pretty well versed and, and he picked up leftover cracks fuck world trade which came out i don't know 2001 or so i, I don't remember when it came out and he said this record changed my life and I just stared in blankly and I'm like, yeah, I don't think that could happen to me at this point. I don't mm-hmm. think a record can change my life like they did at one point. Cause I look back and what are all these records that I'm hoarding and rebuying on vinyl, Neil? 
it all came out in like 88, 89. Mm-hmm. It's like all these records that came out when I was 15, 16 years old. Yeah. Because that's when records change your life. Yep. I mean, I'd love it if a record changed my life. Now, I just don't see... My life's got a lot more nuance than can be changed with a 40-minute record at this point, right? Well, especially one by a band like fucking Leftover Cracks. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't need to go there. But even if, my, even if, you know, Social Distortion, a band that, you know, I certainly think some of their albums are better than others, but, man, like, White Light, White Heat, White Trash came out in 96. I was, you know, in my 20s, and I, I don't know the record changed my life, but I would consider that a record really... I, I felt that record, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, I don't think Mike Ness or anybody else could do that to me at this point. What's Maybe. Your, that's an interesting question. So what's your favorite Social D album? Depends on the day. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think White Light, White Heat, White Trash is arguably their best album. Hmm. Um, but like, I love Mommy's Little Monster. It's great, like early punk, uh, you know, almost borderline hardcore, you know. Um, I don't think that uh, Prison Bound is quite as good, even though I like that a lot too. The right. self-titled is great i think you could easily argue that's their best album i think you could argue the next one somewhere between heaven and hell is their best album yep. i think you could argue white light white heat tra- white trash their best album after that i don't think you can make that argument for any of their albums oh even see i i disagree i'll have I, their moments after I, that i think sex love and rock and roll is one of their best albums uh, if not yeah, their best uh, album it's, it's just great songs on it but no i i, I disagree but it's mm. got some great yeah we'll take we'll we'll take I mean, that I one you, advisement Put on social D and they that opening chords of Dear Lover come on. I know you just start sobbing. <laughs> it's like your emo. I'm sorry. Every every song on Sex, Love, and Rock and Roll is fucking classic. Huh? Man, maybe I better go revisit that. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, you know, when we get the new one in another eight years, we'll have to come. <laughs> yeah, when, we're, when I'm I'm almost seventy when he puts out right. the next album. <laughs> well, you and Mike Ness are pretty close in age. We are actually. We're very very close. Yeah. I think he's 62. I think he was born. Because he said that song, right? Came into this world 1962 with a hangover and a black eye. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, he's a, he's a few months, a few months older than me. The guy was born with a hangover and a black eye. Yeah, that's what you get. I think, but if I had to, I think probably my favorite is the third album, the self-titled. That's probably my favorite. Um, what was that, like 89 or something like that? Was that? I think 90, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think all the pieces were put together as far as the combo of the little little bit of country and a little bit of uh, rockabilly and still be punk. Because like somewhere between heaven and hell went a little more rockabilly, but that album had man, that was still a punk album too. That's a great album as well. Yeah, but I just I, I think what I like about White Light, White Heat White Trash, and I know Social Distortion is a band that's very unpopular in punk circles among the younger crowd. Um, but the thing with white, 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 light, white trash is he, Mike Ness is dealing with a circle of songs and boy, I'm going to get real heavy here where he deals with reconciling his life with the way he was raised. So he's wrestling with all these sort of heavy, like religious issues and all this stuff. And I, I definitely mm-hmm. could really relate to it, especially at the time it came out. And I just think it's a great record. I mean, you know, it had a couple of sort of semi-cheesy singles, you know, like uh, When the Angels Sing is 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 sort of cringy. But listen, it's clearly it was he was sincere when he wrote it. Yeah. You could feel it. So anyway, I, I really love that album. I, I love all the I, I love all the social D albums. That last but, one, what did what did you think of that last one? It was my least favorite. Yeah. Um, it felt more like his solo albums. It just didn't have you know, other than Machine Gun Blues, which is like the opening track, right? Yeah. No, uh, it's not. No, it's not the opening track. 
Well, okay, yeah, you're right. That was an instrumental. The instrumental was actually one of the more rocking songs in the album. It just didn't have a lot of punk songs on it. Right. I mean, yeah. like Bakersfield, it's a great song, but it's so slow and so... It's almost a country song, yeah. It's almost yeah, a country it, song. Like I said, it reminds me of the solo albums, which I love, but it's not what I expect for a social, social distortion. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, like, you rabbit hole here. I mean, I, I, I'm sure we're alienating tons of non-social defense. What are we talking well, about, Scott? Well, well it's, okay, so this the, actually it all comes around full circle because Josh Josh sent us the email about Scar, but he also he also sent us an email a week earlier and asked us. Well, I'll read it right now on the subject of uh, oh, come on, hold on. Social D seems to be a band that both of you are fans of. Have you thought about doing an episode profile where you take a single band and rank all our albums and songs? Also on the subject of Social D, I feel that contribution to punk is undervalued because of the genre shift that Mike has put into the music through the lifespan of the band. There also seems to be a sellout shadow that follows him around because he was one of the first to jump from a major uh, to a major from the punk genre post-grunge just wondering both of your takes on this so actually it all ties together both from josh with this with the scar question and now the social d question so it actually does tie together pretty nicely like almost like we planned it um we could do that you know they're, they're probably one of the few bands that we could actually do that with that we're both big enough fans up to do because like if you want to do the clash or something eh, i'm not that well versed in the clash I find we could that do shocking, but yes. We could do Ramones. Well, I told you I don't I don't really care for Sandinista. Well you don't even yeah, I don't even care I for just flat out don't like too it. much, right? Yeah. But so, you know, it's like, okay, I mean I know the first two albums really well and I know London Calling pretty well and I know like Combat Rock. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that came out when I was a kid, you know, I remember yeah. Combat Rock on the radio. But anyway, um, you know, maybe we should do that, Neil. We could do like Ramones. We could do Social Distortion. And the good thing about Social D is there's only seven albums, <laughs> so you, yeah, can get, you can get you can get pretty in depth on, on Social D stuff. Now, um, yeah, I think I think they're like, also the band that will sue us if we play their music on our podcast. So that's possible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I think overall, I think that that uh, self-titled album from 1990 is probably my. The one I've played the most, I would say, and I think I I saw him on that tour as well. That was 1990, and in fact, taking that full circle, uh, Pegboy opened up for him. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I saw that was a that was a great show. That was the second time I'd seen Social D, I think, and uh, and Peg as first time I'd seen Pegboy, obviously, in 30, 30 years. So that would mean that was you know the first year in existence, right? They just released that album or whatever. Um, so yeah, that was a great show. And that's so, yeah, like I say, probably my so favorite answer, album. So to answer your question, Josh, your original question, I I don't necessarily just wholesale write off all third wave Scott. It's not my thing, but I do like the occasional song, and I like a lot of the people I've met from that scene. I like, and I don't even care that a lot of people got into punk through that, as long as they actually got into punk through that. Yeah, because I think a lot of that's as far as it got, you know. Yeah. I just think that if you really, you, just, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't get dig into the roots of whatever you're into. So, and I know not everybody's wired the same way that people like Neil and I are, where we have this sort of compulsive need to sort of dig into all this stuff. But anyway, that's why we're here for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's, we're going to go from Iowa, my buddy Josh in Iowa, we're going to go all the way west to up to our pal Carl in Seattle, who's been pretty good about communicating us with various stuff over the years sent me a seven inch of his uh grunge band which was called like death clown or something like that we talked about it on one of the episodes it's, it's pretty funny actually nice guy cool guy so 
Uh, he didn't bother sending you a copy, Neil. No, I noticed. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's funny. I'm actually amassing a little bit of a collection of like odd oddball stuff from our listeners. I know you have too. You know, they've been sending us stuff. And mm-hmm. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, so he's I, I think he's friendly with with the blocks who are kind of Seattle uh, punk legends of sorts. Okay, and the band and, is called Bad Scene, right? Yep, they have a new band called Bad Scene, and they do all like seventy. Uh, 70- seven covers style covers stuff. so it actually seems like it'd be a fun band to go see i think yeah definitely um so what what song are we gonna play by him you know well i mean we I'm, discuss it we? yeah i was almost i was almost spoiled for choice because seriously they do you know ultravox covers wire generation x buzzcocks the little fingers uh but the one they chose is um a cover of the uh, sham 69 classic Boston breakout Gonna be a borstal breakout. Sounds yep. good to me. Yep. So this is a uh, bad scene with uh, the Sham sixty nine song "Borstal Breakout." <laughs> Boston Breakout. Hopefully, you you all know that one. If not, uh, look up the first Champ sixty nine album. That's life because it's um, amazing. Uh, t- I'm sorry. Tell us the truth is the first one. Tell us the truth. It's good. So half the first half is studio. The second half is live. Um, hmm. Great album. Yeah. I really, you know, I don't know the like. like I don't have a Champ sixty nine album. I have a really nice like triple CD collection of their stuff. And of course, like the quality goes down severely after the first disc. It does, but yes, uh, but yeah, no, they had some great. If the kids are united, of course, Borstal Breakout. I mean, yep. they had a bunch of great, great early singles. They did, yeah. Um, the second album was That's Life, and that was 
it's starting to almost become like a parody. Like and, Pack uh, Your Rejects, too. Really. That same kind of situation, right? Like, the first album was really great and then just went really fast downhill. Oh, I know. I don't agree with that one at all, actually. No? No. Was it, more, was it was Cocky Rejects further into their career before they went downhill? Well, and in fact, when you say downhill, I think you'd actually like them because they went metal. They went like yeah, UFO kind of way. Sounding. I, I mean, I, I have that stuff, too. I also have a real nice... Like a career retrospective of them. Yeah, I mean, so it's Cotton Rejects Greatest Hits Volume One is the classic. Volume Two yeah. is Volume Two is. In fact, I prefer Volume Two to Volume One. Really? Uh, I think it's got better songs on it. It's got. Because I have yeah. I have both of those on on CD. I don't have them on vinyl. Yeah. Um, and then the third one was live, and then the fourth one was Power and the Glory, which is when they started to. Yeah, yeah it, went, it went it went downhill, and then they did the metal years and stuff like that. So See, I don't even know if I've really heard the metal years, but even Power and Glory had a weird production. It was not very good. It did. I think it was. I think it might have been produced by Pete Way from UFO. Like the songs, like the songs were okay, but it's just the way they recorded them or something. Yeah, um, yeah, that's Too that's slow. that's a forgettable album. The best thing about it yep. is the cover, probably. So. So, okay, to take this full circle again, as we keep circling around, Neil. We like, are like, circling around the drain. Like animals stalking one another. <laughs> um, back to Pegboy. Pegboy, so, yes. Obviously, so you, you know the story better than I do. So Pegboy is a spinoff band of Naked Raygun. Um, I don't know if spinoff sort of. is the right word, but they certainly share some some members of bands yes uh the guitarist the guitarist uh john haggerty used to be in naked ray gun and then so after he was kicked out of naked ray gun he was, oh, he was kicked out. okay yeah i didn't know if it was that or if it was like naked ray gun went on hiatus and pegboy formed or what so i only saw pegboy one time and it was literally for minutes it was at uh riot fest um and they were Playing, it was when it was the indoor, the indoor rifle was at the Congress. Yep, back in the good years, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was really super cool. But I, I gotta tell you, and this is, this is gonna be an un, unpopular opinion, but for me, I, I like Strong Reaction better than any of the individual Naked Reagan albums. And I'm not gonna say that Peg, you know, Peg Boys had a better discography or anything than Naked Reagan, but I like that album so much. It is a great yeah. album. Yeah, I mean, I, I give you that. I mean, my favorite Naked Ray Gun album is All Rise. Mm-hmm. And I would take Strong Reaction over All Rise. Okay. I mean, we can agree to disagree on that one because I think yeah, all of them. You're more of a Naked Ray Gun guy, huh? Yeah. Um, I think Pegboy. Well, like I, I, don't, I, don't I don't really put Pegboy at that same level with Naked Ray Gun. I just, if I could only have one album from the, either band, that'd be my one. See, the th- thing about Pegboy is, yeah, that Strong Reaction's got some incredible songs on it, but they start to well, all sound. Well, they start to all sound the same. They and, have a definite sound, and they didn't stray from that sound at all. So it's not a criticism because they're good. I just don't think they're anywhere near as good as Naked Ray Gun. Because you definitely hear, like, I listen to that album and I love it, but you can definitely hear, like, a Pennywise or something listening to that and going, oh, man, that's, and just taking that sound a little further between, like, what Bad Religion was doing and what Pegboy was doing and definitely making that sort of what would become that 90s skate punk kind of sound. Yeah. Was that certain amount of homogeneousness to it? But yeah. I think that was a lot of production more than anything else, too. Yeah, oh, three band using the same producer. So anyway, I I'm, I I don't know. Like I said, keep the think about the Pegboy thing. I, I I think it might be our best shot at you know doing a little hanging out this fall. So. Well, and the interesting thing is so and and to and to get into this a little bit. So um, one of Pegboy's and obviously the Naked Ray Gun, uh, the bass player Pierre Kesdi. 
Um, he's. Oh, thank you for that, Ivy. Jumped on my lap and knocked the microphone. Thank you. Dear. Yeah. Um, Six balls. He's had any number of uh, medical problems. Um, I know he had a stroke about five or six years ago. Okay, so this is the brother. Okay, so his brother was in effigies then, right? Yeah, or... John John Kesdy, yeah, was the, was the main guy the in the effigies. Uh, this... Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Pierre was his brother, and they're from Evanston, actually. And, uh, yeah, he's had all these kind of medical problems. First he had a stroke, and now I believe he has cancer is the thing. So uh, people are raising money because, um, obviously, you know, the, if, you don't, if you're not insured and stuff like that, you know, there's... Uh, Medical care is expensive in this country, and uh, so people are doing. Um, I can't remember what the what the name of the site is, but anyway, we're you know people are chipping it's like, in. It's like a GoFundMe. Or GoFundMe, something. yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, doing a GoFundMe to to help pay some of uh, Pierre's medical bills. Um, so we actually put a link to it on our page, and I believe that Pegboy has issued a special T-shirt. Um, where all the proceeds from the t-shirt, I think it's yellow. Yeah, I think with it, was, the... it was through, through Anxious and Angry, if you're yeah. looking for that. Yeah. Um, Anxious, Anxious and Angry is the screen printer slash record label run by, um, oh, I can't think of his name, the main dude from Off of Their Heads, the singer from Off of Their Heads. Okay. And I think they might be out of Chicago. I think he's a Minneapolis native, but, and I know, I know we got some off of, big Off of Their Heads fans, so I know I'm screwing this up, but. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so you can buy the buy the T-shirt, and I like you know Neil and I've been saying we've been buying T-shirts and things from our band, favorite bands and favorite bars and stuff that can't be open, trying to right. help them out a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you know, and, and it's a pretty cool T-shirt. It's it's uh, you know the regular logo is that just uh, from a strong reaction. It's 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 the yellow Pegboy logo on a black thing. So this is kind of the opposite of that. It's a yellow T-shirt with the with the uh, Pegboy uh, logo in black. So it's a pretty cool looking T-shirt. And uh, like I said, all the proceeds go towards Pierre's uh, medical bills. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's sad, man. It seems like you could post one. Of the, we could post one of these things on our page every day, doesn't it? Yeah, because because I mean, hell yeah, going back to the scar thing. I mean, Toots died list this week, right? From Toots and the Maytales. Yeah, and once again, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not a big ska, uh, big ska slash reggae guy, but I certainly know his name. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, some of the classic songs. You know, it's it's this weird phenomenon. Once again, I'm going to go on a little mini rant here. This weird phenomenon, because the internet requires so very little, you know, actual uh, engagement, the, you know, when somebody dies now, it's like everybody lost their best friend. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and I don't really want to question people's sincerity because I'm sure Toots, you know, dying deeply affected some people, no question, but... It's just such an, you know, it's so easy to be so empty with your sort of emotions now, you know, with a stupid, stupid social media, man. Stupid get, social media. It really is the worst, you know. You heard it I, first. I, I, I think, <laughs> I hope it'll get better after uh, after the election and all that, but. Oh, are you kidding me, man? This election season is just going to be absolutely fucking mental. Well, but we got two months, I mean, less than two months, and then it'll be over. Hopefully. Oh, it won't be. Oh, I can guarantee course, it won't I don't be. Think they'll be done, I doubt they'll be done counting the ballots by freaking December, the way right. it's going. Oh, there's going to be, it's just going to, tighten your helmets, people, because it's going to get fucking crazy out there, I can guarantee it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we got one more song, Neil. We do. And, okay, so what do you know about this band? I tell you the I don't truth. Know what about this band. They sent us their song, and they didn't irritate me, so I thought we'd play it. I don't even know the name of the song. 
all I have oh. is something that says O'Reilly's. So the, the band is called the O'Reilly's, and it's. But all I have is something called O'Reilly's lyric video. So I don't even know what <laughs> I don't even know what the song is called. I couldn't even find them online. Yeah, I'm looking right now on a We always just play Dear Lover by Social Distortion. <laughs> <laughs> um, O'Reilly's. Yeah, where the hell did I even get this from? Because, I mean, obviously there's, an, there's a traditional Irish band called the O'Reilly's with O, you know, apostrophe R-E. O'Reilly's. Yeah. <laughs> O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Um, and then it looks like there's a black vocal band called the O'Reilly's, which isn't this band at all. So where the hell did, did is this even real? Where do we get this thing from? And like I said, we if people send us stuff, and it, 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 we get stuff from all over the place. Some of this stuff, I you know, like the, the stuff we played from our pal Steve Ward, we, you know, we asked him for this stuff. Hey, you want to send, you know, we'll play some of your stuff just for fun, you know. Other people, uh, you know, most of the stuff we play, we have some sort of a personal connection to. But sometimes somebody will just send us some stuff, and if they're cool, well, you know, we'll play it. What do we care? Yeah. Uh, but if we can't even tag your band on social media after we play it, yeah. Like, you know what the name of the guys? You know what? The, you know what the guy's name was? Well, let me go on our messages. Neil, entertain the crowd, entertain the audience. Oh uh, yeah. So we're gonna be playing. <laughs> gonna be playing a song. We don't. Know, we don't know who sent it to us, and we don't know what it's called. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> we're professionals and stuff. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I. You know, it's funny. So you you've added a second. You know, when we do a wrap up. Yes, sir. Recently added a second. Oh yes, let me talk about that. A second tagline. While you while you look this up and see if you can find it, I gotta come. I gotta. Sent, I gotta talk about that. Us, What's that? Sent to us by somebody named. Okay, the name of the song is "Cats That Bark." Cats that bark. Okay. It's a one song single, and it was sent to us by. This is a great punk name. Someone named Vel V E L Crow C R O. Oh, brilliant! Okay. I mean, it's no polystyrene, but it's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, this is the O'Reilly's, and it's called "Cats That Bark."
there. Cats that bark from Velcro and the O'Reillys. <laughs> I, I you know, I prefer that name, Velcro and the O'Reillys. That works. I think that's a good punk it's name. All right, so we're actually going to... We're going to get super meta here, and we're going to talk about our wrap-up, right? Well, actually, you know, you know hold, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Didn't earlier... Um, I probably took you off on a tangent. Didn't you say that there was something you were going to talk to me about that I didn't know about in the show? And didn't we that just the, ignore that? It was sort of the throwing the Pegboy outdoor show thing at you. Oh, okay. Okay, because I thought there was something else that we were talking about, and then we got sidetracked. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. So... Um, but you know, your, your typical sign off has been stay free yes, and, and, uh, and, and, and people have really taken to it. I remember, I think it was our pal Richard or somebody wrote in and we said gutted that you didn't do that on the, <laughs> like you said one episode, like <laughs> stay free. And now you've added this, leave a little mark in your heart. Keep a little thing, mark in your heart. Yeah. T-Rex reference, right? It is. So, um, and this is something I urge all you people to do. This, but they do it again anyway. If you most don't, most of our listeners are most of our listeners are are almost our age, and they they forget things too. So we can just do the same show over and over again. I think. Yeah. Um. If you don't know, the seventies. There was actually you know where punk came from. 76, 77, 75. I was thought it, I thought the word punk came from people who went gay in prison. Yeah. Okay. You see, you distracted me again. Look, I'm not going to get to finish this. All of a sudden, you're having your prison flashbacks. Sorry, yes. go yeah. Um, it was completely, it was completely fucked up time in music, um, especially in England. Well, in the states too. If you look at the charts from from those years, they were god awful, right? You had um, some. Out. There you go. It's like, like progressive rock. You, you had, yeah, you had progressive rock. You had bad ballads. You had bad like country rock you had um in england you had the the tail end of some of the glam stuff but the bad glam stuff and then you had out of like bad 50s throwbacks and shit like that like the bay city rollers doing like bad doo-wop 50s covers um but but also (laughs) wow what a game um also we had um some of the beginning of some of the best music to ever come out, right? So we had the beginning of the punk rock thing. We had, um, you know, metal had been around for a while, but yet, you know, you started to get some of the new wave of, of metal and stuff like that. Um, reggae was really just starting to hit the scene. Uh, so you had, amongst all this shit, you had all this amazing stuff. And there's no show that shows that better. Mark Bolan, um, T-Rex. So obviously he was big. Biggest, 72, 73, right? Electric Warrior, all that stuff. Um, and then by, like, the mid-75, 76, he was kind of being looked down on um, as being spent or washed up. But he was one of the... Well, he's like, he was, like, in his mid-20s. Right? right. It's kind of sad, actually. But in, but in the meantime, he was... And most people at that point were putting down early punk rock stuff. But Mark really... Um, I don't I don't know why, but he he re- he realized how how great a lot of it was, and um, so he had his own TV show. They put his own TV show on England. Um, probably this must have been seventy seven. It was certainly seventy seven. Um, it's probably about six o'clock at night or something like that, or maybe five o'clock for kids. Um, so we had a half hour TV show where he yep. would play, where he would mime to some of his own songs, but then he'd have bands on playing live <laughs> in the studio. And were they or were they miming also? No, with the bands alive, and that's the coolest thing about it. So, but it, it is the it, 
again, it's the mishmash of the 70s because he had to play a bit of everything. So there'd be like some mawkish country ballad from some long-haired dickhead. And then you would have fucking Generation X on there playing live in the studio. Or you would have the jam on their first televised thing when they played uh, all around the world live in the studio. Um, so it's just, it's so, so all over the place. And then you'd have some like um, dancers dancing to like an old T-Rex song or something like that. So it is so all over the place uh, yeah. that it's it's incredible. And there's only six episodes. So oh, really? They're all on YouTube. So I suggest that you go and look up the Mark Show on YouTube and revel in the excess and horror of the 70s, but with some fantastic um, early punk bands on there as well, like Eddie and the Hot Rods are on it, um, hmm. Radio Stars, who else? Oh, Boomtown Rats, before Bob Geldof got a huge fucking head, right? Um, they do their first Were single. Um, Boomtown Rats, when they first came out, yeah, the first album, I mean, the first couple really? of singles are fantastic. Um, All I can think of is that stupid I Don't Like Monday song. That's a great song. Come on. It's okay, but it ain't punk. Put it on and I'll I'll sing a, sing along. Um, but any, <laughs> anyway, uh, and at the end of every show, he says, keep a little mark in your heart. So um, the saddest thing is the last show, obviously they didn't know it was going to be the last show. Um, he, has, he has David Bowie on at the end and they, they do a song together and... Um, Mark falls off the stage and David's laughing at him and stuff like that. Um, and Mark died in a car crash like four days later. So, yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, he was like, 20, he was like 29. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that whole thing is very sad. So anyway, yeah, I've uh, I hmm. always so loved... Now, I, mean, I mean, now is, is, is my, my question was really, so is like leave a little mark in your heart? Is that going to get a cult following? Like, like eventually your sign off is going to be so long that we just have to <laughs> sit here and wait for Neil to go through his like, like autistic, like, uh, like ritual. To just, sign off. just so, yeah. Some, something for everybody. It'd be like, man. It'd be like Joey like Ramone where he had to like tap the door frame 13 <laughs> times before he went out. And if he didn't, he had to come back through and do it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm already I mean, looking... it, it did, it did, you know, it, it has caught on much more than my smell you later. So, <laughs> What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Let's keep a little mark in your heart. Yeah, exactly. But you know, we we have we have man, we've gone a long long time here and talking about very little. Um, <laughs> so what have we but, learned today, everybody? What, what have we, we learned what, today? We, here's what here's what we've learned. Send us if you want us to play some of your music. Send it in. If we have a person, we will play it. If you if you actually listen to us, that's that's bonus. Then we'll talk you up and yeah, maybe even harass you, which is the ultimate sign of respect. Um. And also, of course, you can email us at punktillidie77 at gmail, and we're at uh, on Facebook, of course. Yeah, you all know where we. Yeah, you all know where we are. And uh, you know, you can send us a message on there too. We appreciate all the new clicks and likes and all that stuff. We don't. I don't. We don't know how that translates into people actually listening. But uh, once again, it's been fun. We're almost a year in, and. we're not losing our momentum yet, I don't think. We've slowed down a little bit. We're not going to do probably three shows a week anymore, but we're still going to do one or two. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, what else, Neil? Oh, I, st- I do still have some stickers. So if you still want some stickers, yep. send us your address, either email it to us or yeah, send us a message, a private message on Facebook, and I will throw some stickers in the mail to you. I think that's it. Yeah, now that, for, the, weather, today. Now that the weather is changing, I might actually look at getting some... Uh... Maybe some hoodies made or something oh, like that. Some punctuality hoodies made. So, you know, I'm a little, I would think, I'll think see, about now, that. See, now if we do that again, I would think maybe we try to take some pre-orders or something. 
Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, we could do that. People paying ahead of people, time. People like at least sort of semi commit to it before you. But yeah, no, it's it's all good. So yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we we got some next week. We got some fun people to talk to. I think, and uh, you know, that's it. Yeah, and if, learned, and if anybody has, oh, there's the noon whistle, Neil. You hear it? If anybody, yep, I do. Sounds like the beginning of that Ariel Speedwagon song. Ride in the storm out, waiting uh, for the fallout. I know you love you've that done song. a lot. Yeah, I think that's the third time you've sung in this episode today. That's it's uh, amazing. Imagine if I was drinking. That's pretty crazy. Tom, imagine if I was drinking, it'd be the Tom singing episode. So if anybody has any links to Jake Burns out there, any feelers that they can put yeah, out yeah. for us, I would love to talk to Jake Burns get him on the show um and so yeah that's it i think stay free and keep a little mark in your heart okay and smell you later bye everybody <laughs> See bye, everybody. thanks for bringing the tone down yeah there you go. all right bye everybody